500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the phantom the ghost who walks the phantom enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds you G'day everybody and welcome to episode 67 of Expand the Phantom podcast and today I'm getting very excited about Sydney and the pilgrimage to Sydney that a few of us are about to go on. We're getting together with a couple of people who are going to be down there as well and I'm going to bend their ear and and find out a little bit about what's going on down there. So uh, Jermaine is uh, obviously the regular. Jermaine, how are you going? Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Thank you for having us again. Getting excited for Sydney? Yeah, Getting excited and trying to squirrel away as much money as possible without the wife noticing too much. <laughs> not just me then? <laughs> no, not just you. I think every um, every wife or partner is probably thinking, mm, where's all this extra money disappearing around this same time of every year? <laughs> yes. Used to, the $5 notes used to hang around, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're also joined tonight by uh, a, a, a supernova regular, a, a lethal dinner regular, if I can say that, perhaps, uh, John Cookson. How are you, John? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks uh, very much for inviting me back on. I, I really appreciate you coming back, mate, because I have a feeling you're going to be a wealth of knowledge tonight, and uh, as someone who's never been before, I'm very keen to know what I'm getting myself in for, so appreciate <laughs> Appreciate the chance to talk to you guys who between you. Let that, just let's um, put this in perspective. So, obviously, I've never been to Supernova before, never been to the dinner. Uh, Jermaine, how many times have you come across the Nullarbor and gone to Sydney for this big weekend? I think out of the past eight or nine years, I've only missed one. Right. So, about seven or eight. I, I think the first one I ever went to was when they had uh, David Gibbons over. Um, who did, well, he's more known for, for what was that thing? Watchman. But he also did some covers for the DC um, series as well. So um, that was the first one I ever went to. And that was, yeah, probably 09 or 08 or something like that. Okay. And, uh, John, you, you're a bit more bit more hardcore than that. How many, how many of these uh, things have you been to? Well, mate, I'm, I'm sort of starting to get to the age where I'm flat remembering what happened last week. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> my first dinner was in 2000. That was dinner number five. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I've just about been once every year since then. I might have missed a year, but, I, yeah, I just sort of can't remember. But I've been most years since since 2000. Okay, so dinner number five was your first one. And again, to put things into perspective, this is dinner number 20... 27 or 28? Yeah, it might be 28, I think. Yeah, I feel like we should be looking at... Oh, I might have to look at the uh, email to see, because I always think it might have to be 29. Could be too. But it's late 20s anyway. Late 20s, but, but not in the 30s yet. No, not no, in it the is 30s. Dinner 20, it is dinner 29, you're right there. There you go. So, well, yeah, that's nearly a quarter of a, a century of uh, dinners for you, John. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> right, so as I said, a wealth of knowledge and someone who uh, who's certainly going to be able to 
provide me with some information about what goes on. So, uh, first and foremost, um, obviously the dinner's the Saturday night and we will get to that, but that's not where it starts. Jermaine, coming from Perth, when do you have to leave Perth to get to Sydney? What time are you uh, kissing the family goodbye and, and heading off? Well, normally I leave Thursday night. I normally do the midnight flight over because it's about the cheapest tickets and stuff like that. Um, uh, so, yeah, normally leave Thursday night and arrive in Sydney normally between 6 and 8 a.m. in the morning and, yeah, not much sleep and you drop off your bags and stuff at, uh, at the hotel, do an early check-in and catch up with a few um, uh, Phantom fans. I think last year I woke up John and Paul, I think, and um, went and hanged out with them. And so you've you've already arrived then, John. Do you get you get down there earlier, or are you going down Friday as well? Uh, no, it'd be Friday this year. Normally, it's a fairly uh, big trek for me. Because um, you're coming from Rockhampton. Queen. Yeah, in central Queensland. But uh, I, I normally sort of hook up with um, Paul Maloney, who, who lives in Maryborough. So it's normally a four-hour drive for me, uh, usually on the Thursday afternoon after work down to Paul's place and stay with Paul on the Thursday. We leave from his place on the Friday morning to the Sunshine Coast, fly from the sunny coast. Um, so, yeah, and, and normally we get in, you know, around about lunchtime on Friday. Right. But uh, Paul, Paul's decided to trek overseas this year, so he's going to uh, miss out. So, he's yeah, I'm, I'm going to fly all the way. He has, he has. So you're... <laughs> So you're going to go straight from Rocky then? Can you fly? Is that their flights from Rocky to Sydney? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be flying straight down this year. Normally the drive down's okay. It's, 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 it was the drive home on the Sunday afternoon was the killer. So that's uh, yeah. So it'll be good actually flying home. Yeah, sure, sure. So what are you still lunchtime-ish arrival down in Sydney or? Uh, yeah, early afternoon I think I get in. So yeah, okay. All right, and I'm um, Toowoomba's only just started direct flights from Sydney in the last, or certainly inside the last 12 months, so that's very good timing for me. I'll also be able to fly uh, direct from Toowoomba to Sydney, and I'll probably arrive down in Sydney 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. I'll have to check my uh, my itinerary, but probably about the same time as you, by the sounds of things, Jim. Yeah, not too far, um, not too far apart. Um, I think we're roomies this year, so that will be interesting. I'm not sure whether I'm excited or nervous or scared or... <laughs> yeah, the wife said, does he know what he's getting himself into? <laughs> because uh, people might not realise this, um, and certainly a few people I've spoken to have been surprised, but you and I have never actually met in person. No, no, we haven't. So um, it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, going to be an, an interesting experience both ways, I should imagine. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's also, it's very similar like. Like, how many years were we communicating before we actually met John? It would have been probably probably 10 years as well, eh? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, so we've been doing swaps and, you know, purchases and communication, and then when I came over, it would have been the first time as well, and it was like that for a lot of us. Like, we'd been communicating via, before Facebook, it was uh, the Phantom Forum. And um, I think that's the beauty about the weekend is that it's a it's a time where you've been you've been communicating with people around the world, sometime you know around the world, and then you actually get to meet and and hang out and talk about the fandom and everything else that may uh, you may have common interests in. Very cool. So Friday then, obviously, um, 
one of the things that I was sort of thinking, there is a comic shop, Sydney CBD, that I've been to before that has... Um, I, I've got. The, uh, I can't get it out of my head. I wish I'd bought it when I was there. One of those phantom hang-ups, that, like the six-foot-tall cardboard. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, Comic Kingdom. Comic, yes, exactly. And I yeah. saw that there when I was there, probably eighteen months ago, and I didn't buy it. And uh, so I'm keen to go back there and have a look. And hope, hopefully, there is one of those there. So that's that's sort of one of my goals on the Friday afternoon. Do, do other people tend to to do similar sort of things, or is it more a, sh- a non-phantom? period or what goes on for, for other people normally uh well we hit the comic shop up that was the first thing we did last year too but um comic kingdom was actually well i think it's been closing down for the last 10 years but but last year last year there's a sign out saying you know definitely closing down sale from memory i think those phantom hang-ups were only about 10 bucks each oh, last yes. year right but um how many did you but, buy? Did you buy a couple? Yeah, I've got two or three actually. Um, yeah, I brought I brought two. Um, or did I buy one? Or I brought another one, uh, yeah. and then they had a. I didn't. They didn't really have many frues, but there was um, a couple of magazines which had uh, the Phantom in it and stuff like that as well. Yep. Right. Um, but I I do recall seeing uh, on someone's Facebook post that they'd recently been to Sydney and it was still open. Cool. I think that might have been Trevor's face. Yeah. 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 All right. So there, so there is a bit of a comic book, a local comic book store crawl around the Sydney CBD then? Oh, yeah, for sure. The, the thing is, is, you know, it's like every other comic book store. There's there's nothing much there above, <laughs> you know. It's the novelty. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's a different comic book store to go into and get disappointed because there's not enough even. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Or, or in the case of Comic Kingdom, you can get creeped out by. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave that one. <laughs> oh, I thought we had a, but, mis- um, a bad connection there or something. What yeah. happened? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, normally what I do as well, I, I do the comic book stores as well. Um, and then, like, occasionally... I'll try and, seeing I've got a young child and I've also got a wife, I'll try and pick up them something as well. Um, like last year, I picked up Abby, a super a Supergirl outfit from the mo- from the markets. So, you know, I try and find something to pick up for my girls as well because, you know, you're kind of spending, some in some instances, hundreds of dollars on the Phantom on yourself. You know, you got to find something that's twenty dollars or thirty dollars to, you know, try and soften the blow. <laughs> so, so you can take some beads home and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I, I'm, my wallet's a little bit scared about what this is going to cost us, and I think we might talk uh, later about the money sort of things. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to do that too early in the conversation. Lest I just hang up and go crying and, and, and uh, bury my head in a pillow or something. But uh, so Friday night, is there any sort of get together amongst um, you know if, if this is the the one time of year you get the chance to get together as a as a fan of crew? I think Joe said he's had Chronicle Chamber catch ups in the past and that sort of thing. Is what so what happens there on the Friday? Well, Friday night we normally just go to the pub and just um, watch a bit of football and eat a bit of food and. And start joking around and doing a bit of trades and 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 just hanging out. Um, we've been doing that the last couple of years, and that's been pretty good fun. 
Is that is that something you do as well, John, or is that just for the uh, the young bucks? No, no, no. Normally, um, well, particularly the last couple of years, most of us have been staying um, pretty close to each other in the same sort of area um, near Central Station there. So, um, yeah, there's just a little bar there at McCure, Sydney, that uh, most of us have. Um, uh, you know, we just have a few quiet ones there. Everyone catches up and says good day and um, a bit of a yarn and stuff like that. So yeah. Does anyone who is listening to this who is in Sydney for that weekend and got nothing to do Friday night, um, we are generally there from I don't know, generally there from around seven seven thirty onwards or something. Uh, McCure, uh, there's a little pub there which is near Central Train Station, as John said. So um, yeah, you're more than welcome to come by and. And uh, watch some footy and have a quiet coke or a quiet beer with us. Cool. And you you mentioned trades there, Jermaine. So is that this is one thing that I was wondering: do, do many people like just bring stuff, hoping to to make trades, or is it things that you've probably arranged beforehand, or do you do you in sitting in there in a conversation, do you make plans for future trades, or what are you talking about there? Uh, it's a bit of both. It's mainly pre-trades. So, like, a lot of people have trades already organised before, like, um, with, like, for instance, me and John, we've got, how many trades have we got organised at the moment? We've probably got about six months' worth of trades. Yeah. Um, and, like, for instance, purchases, I might purchase two of something and then he might purchase two of something. So we usually kind of swap them. But then occasionally some people will bring some doubles of stuff and people can buy or, you know, um, sort out there. But a lot of it's pre-trades um, and a lot of stuff gets discussed like, you know, like what are you chasing and or a lot of stories about, well, you know, how much did this cost you? Well, this cost me $100. <laughs> well, I got this for $20. And so I guess what normally happens at a pub, but except Phantom-related instead. <laughs> And, and people would come to the McEwer to do this. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that, that, that sounds pretty cool. Because right, I don't know that I've ever once sat in a room of more than uh, one other Phantom fan, I, I, I think, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I suppose going to the, the Phantom art shows, but even then there's been art fans more than Phantom fans even there, so... Mm. So that'll be an, a novel experience in itself. D- is, is this the only time in your year that you do that? For me, apart from when, like, people come over and then, uh, like, for instance, um, I catch up, there's a couple of fan fans in Perth, but they're only, you know, there's only, like, there's uh, Ron, Callum and Terry when he comes over, so there's, what, four of us and we may, might catch up once a year or, you know, like when someone comes over from the eastern states and they want to catch up and see the phantom room like um you know sammy and duncan did it this year and terry's done it a couple of times and chris hill but apart from that yeah most most time you get to be in a room of more than one or two phantom fans is is at sydney supernova and uh the weekend the mecca weekend the pilgrimage Yes, okay, so getting to the Mecca and the pilgrimage, I guess that really is, it's all about the Saturday, isn't it? I mean, the Friday is just the preview and the appetizer, I suppose, but Saturday is really where it's at? Yeah. Okay, Saturdays, so... Saturdays, 
Saturdays, yeah. And I, I guess because people fly in at different times Friday, so it's like there's never anything anything formal or, or special. It's more, you know, because, like, for instance, some people, like I do the midnight flight over. John used to, you know, by the time he gets to Sydney, it's probably about a six-hour travel as well. So you're pretty knackered Friday. You might try and grab a nap where you can and stuff and recharge for Saturday. Okay, so talk me through Saturday. What sort of what, what time do you set the alarm for on Saturday? Well, it's pretty early, isn't it, John? Uh, yeah, normally, normally, um, I think we try and get to Central Station by about eight o'clock, isn't it, or something like that? Yeah. So normally, <laughs> again, it's good because we all stay at the same hotel or close. So with the people that are kind of staying at Mercura or something. We normally meet at Mercura, we say 7.30 because there's always the same people like a Bradley Peach who is the last person to ever arrive. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then we kind of go and catch the train together, which is always a bit of fun. Yeah, I can, I'm picturing in my head a group of, I don't know, what are we talking, 10 to 20 blokes all together? Is, are, there, are there many wives come along? Uh, what sort of numbers are we talking about? Probably 10. 10 to 15 would probably be about right. And should I be packing my Phantom T-shirt? Is everyone wearing their, their paraphernalia? Mate, everyone's going to see Phenova, so you got... It's a, it's a combination of cosplayers and geeks and nerds. So, mate, we just fit right in pretty well. <laughs> It's probably the one weekend of the year where you can just geek out like that, wearing Phantom T-shirts and, and, and skull rings and stuff like that and not really uh, care, to be honest. Ah, uh, very cool. Are there, are there any cosplayers in the group? I think Joe did it once or twice. Yeah, he was Doctor Strange though, wasn't he, I think? Yeah, he was Doctor Strange, um, yeah. which I must admit most fan fans were like, who are you? Mandrake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you Mandrake? <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Think, but mate, uh, Dan, mate um, feel free to dress up, Dan, if you want to. <laughs> no, I was uh, just trying to work out the, which of the Phantom T-shirts or, um, should come along. We did have William one year dressed up as the Phantom and uh, Kit Walker. Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. Yes, you did too. Yep. But yeah, so then we kind of we kind of all meet, and then once we've, you know, normally it takes about two or three phone calls to, to Bradley to get him along. In answer to your question regarding wives, it's normally the only wife that is brave that still comes year <laughs> after year to Supernova would have to be Joyful Peach, which is Bradley's um, uh, wife. And I don't know whether that's because she actually enjoys it or because she's worried about how much Bradley's going to spend. <laughs> having, having seen a bit of the photos that Bradley put up and, like, made a museum, I think uh, Joyful must take some pride in what's going on there and, and, and must get some pleasure out of it as well, surely. Otherwise, it couldn't yeah. possibly all happen. <laughs> well, what she keeps saying to my wife is, what they spend in Phantom Comics, you get in Diamonds, so... Oh, wow. Oh, I hope that's my wife doesn't hear about that deal. <laughs> yeah, that's why I haven't brought my wife for the last three years. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, yeah, so she's normally... There's 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 a few wives that do go. Um, obviously, before uh, I had a child, my wife used to come, but she used to do a day spa 
weekend. Right. So she would go on a day spa and, you know, all that type of stuff. A few of the ladies go shopping. Some of the ladies catch up with family or or, or friends and stuff during the weekend as well. Um, a couple occasionally come once in a while to Supernova, but they don't really last that long. Like my wife lasted about two hours and then for the first time we ever went. And then she said, yeah, no, I'm going back to the hotel room. Now, that, I guess, brings me to my next question, because I've not, again, not gone to a supernova. I went to the Toowoomba Comic Convention last year. I think um, there was about 45 of us there. So they did a nice job on level three of the library, but um, it was a pretty small affair. My understanding of a Sydney supernova is it's a little bit bigger. There's a few more people in it. Is, uh, <laughs> uh, talk me through what it, what it actually looks like and feels like. How many people do you reckon go? Oh, I, I don't know, but it's packed. Absolutely packed. Like, yeah, the first hour or so is okay, but once you hit to about lunchtime Saturday, you just can't move in the joint. I suppose last year was a, might have been last year or the year before, it, it's a little bit better because they've opened up mm. the, the back half of the dome, so it's over a much larger area now. But, yeah, no, it's still by, by lunchtime, sort of 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it is just jam-packed and you, you cannot, you know, you struggle to, to get from one side to the other. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, pretending having fits and coughing and, and stuff like that to try and get people to move away from you. Um, oh, really? Also, uh, make sure you get your money out before you hit Supernova, like in the city, because... A couple of times, the ATMs around Supernova uh, have actually run out of money. So, mo- do, do most of the um, okay? So well, speaking of money, a what's it going to cost to get in the doors? I think it's tickets are about thirty bucks. Yeah, something like that. Okay, all right. Um, that's I was probably afraid. Yeah, of now, yeah, I, I think Jermaine's always normally prepaid, but um, I've always just paid on the day, and it, and um, there's no different sort of thing, is there, mate? To, to get them in there. I think it's about 2 or $3. Oh, yeah. okay. So have you already done that, Jim? Uh, I haven't brought my ticket this year. The reason, this is the reason why I buy my ticket before, because my wife gives me a set amount of money I can take, plus what I've screwed away and, <laughs> and, and, you know, with all the swaps and stuff you're doing with friends. So the reason why I pay before, because if I pay on the day, that $30 comes out of the money that, that I'm allowed to spend. <laughs> but if I buy it beforehand, that $30 doesn't come out of that money. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a really good tip for new players. Well, yes, I'll take that on board. <laughs> but there's no, uh, there's no fast line. It's, it's all the same. <laughs> Whether you prepay or not, you still walk in at the same sort of time. So. Okay. Yeah. And... And it normally rains in the morning as well. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not in typical uh, Sydney weather. I'm not a. I'm not super excited about crowds at the best of times. So, so I, I will see how I go. I may struggle with the with the numbers that you're talking about. That doesn't sound fantastically fun to me. I reckon. I reckon the best way to describe it will probably be going to a football game. Maybe not a Brisbane game because no one goes <laughs> to those. Um, <laughs> Uh, harsh but fair. I, I have to wear that. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, I reckon if you if you can, you know, like where you're stuck in a crowd and, you mm-hmm. you know, you've got people breathing mm-hmm. all over you and squished up against you and, and so, you're talking about, instead of the football where you're talking about, you know, toothless 
you know, women that are fat and ugly and stuff like that. Now you've got geeks and stuff like that and smelly people who are allowed out of their mum's basement once a year. <laughs> You're stuck with those type of people. <laughs> like us. <laughs> <laughs> normally, normally, though, you know, if you can get in early, like once you get in the door at 10 o'clock sort of thing and spend the next two hours sort of looking around and, and picking up the things you want to pick up sort of thing like, and you're, and you're just about done and dusted by the time we have lunch, it's normally, um, you know, it's normally pretty good. Normally, most of us won't go back in there after lunch anyway because of the, the crowd, so. Okay. Yeah. Is that also because there's not as much um, fandom stuff? Like, it, maybe if you're a Spider-Man or a Superman or a whatever fan, then maybe there's yeah. extra stuff. And yeah. Is there only a couple of, you know, obviously the Fru booth, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but... Is there not very many places that a, a fandom fan's going to want to see or go to? Mate, I'll tell you, 10 years ago, there was nothing, absolutely nothing. The last, you know, since some of the international artists have been guests there, you know, it's been a little bit better. There's always a few places with, with back issues. Um, Fats Comics has been there the last couple of years from Brisbane. Yep. They're normally down there. They had a fairly decent range. The Comic Bug. Um, from Bondi, he's always got a large range of early crews, but um, as always, they're fairly highly priced. And, Fats and might... bad. Fats had decent prices on some of their comics last year. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Are there bargains to be had at Supernova, or is it all prices jacked up because of where it is at? Um, Occasionally, you get a bargain. Yeah. Like yeah. I picked up two comics. I think I was with John when I picked them up. I think the guy was busy trying to buy John's um, Phantom Ring and um, just going, he had a lot of comics around the 80 to 200 range and I picked up two that were, that had problems but they were only like 10 to 20 bucks each. You know, like I think they were around the 120, the uh, 120 range and I picked them up cheap. So occasionally you can get the bargain um, but yeah, the, you do pay supernova prices. Yeah, mate. Honestly, I've never really, um, I've never really come away from there with too much. Um, to be honest, yeah. So, so why do you go, John? Then, to, to, to be blunt, like, is it it's for the experience? If you're not, if you're not going there to buy anything, is it just for the experience and and to see people? Or mate, it, yeah, it's, it's sort of become a bit of a tradition now with with Chronicle Chamber and stuff like that. Like, you know, in the early days. Joe and Jermaine and, and um, well, I guess it was Joe and Jermaine mainly organising it, but, like, we had a Chronicle Chamber meet-up. So, um, you know, that's, that's when we'd meet up, you know, with all the other guys who are on the on the different forums. So, yeah. I mean, that's probably how that really started. And, and Supernova was just, you know, like the dinners never really, in the early days, the dinners weren't sort of um, around Supernova, but I think Supernova became... An opportunity that um, you know a lot of people from around the country were actually going to go there. So, and that's probably the reason why the dinners have actually um, are actually um, on that weekend as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's all uh, aligned. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and like Jermaine said, I mean, it's it's more so for us. It's more a chance to meet up again. You know, like you meet a few people on on, on the Friday night, but on Saturday, like you. you, you Generally, everyone arrives, sort of thing. So, sure, you know, yeah. Okay, so so obviously um, the Fru booth. 
is um, a place that we are all going to want to go and see. And anyone who's who's got the giant size comic that we spoke about in the last podcast in the comics and news, and uh, we we're all interested to see the giant size comic. But one of the most uh, interesting pages for mine, anyway, was where they listed everything that's going on at Supernova. So the Fru booth. Let's let's talk about that for a little bit. I almost needed two pages, didn't I? Well, they're having two booths for a start. We know that. Yeah, I looked at it and I went, oh, awesome. And then I went, oh, no, I want to be broke. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's see. I've got the page here in front of me. So breakdown of what they're going to have. So issue 1785, which will be coming out at about the same time as this podcast, is their Supernova special. Now, the newsstands version is going to be interesting enough as it is because it's got the first episode of Phantom by Gaslight, but there's also a jam cover, same as what they did last year with the five different artists and all themed around Gaslight, so I assume for a start we'll all be picking the uh, the jam cover up. Yes, and getting it signed by all five, and then probably even the writer and artist as well of Gaslight, so that'll be seven signatures on it. Yes, I'm just having a look at the, the, the guest artists and writers are there. I think there was eight, because Paul Mason will be there as well for Kid Phantom, mm. so not Gaslight, but... Uh, so no, was... no, Gaslight will be there, because Jason Paulos will be there, and then so will be Christopher Sucuria, who's yes. the writer. Yes, so so the list of artists and writers will be Antonia Lemos, um, who has been producing Phantom uh, fruit covers for most of my life. <laughs> the ni- since the 90s. Yep. Uh, Paul Mason, who is the artist for Kid Venom, Jason Paulos from Gaslight, as we've said, Shane Foley, who has recently started doing Fruit covers and also did the Sir, Sir Falcon. Sir Falcon. Uh, Jamie Johnson, whose who's Phantom covers just seem to be getting better and better. Chewy Chan, who... How long has he been doing Phantom Fruit covers for? Not long. He's He did one... Back in the mid-90s, I think it was, and then he's done a couple of... This would be his third one. Okay. But I think he's... I think... I think... Don't quote me. I think he's a friend of Glenn's. Okay. And and he's certainly contributing to the jam cover, so you'll want to get his signature yes. on that. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy McPherson, who I guess is one of the newer artists, but uh, might might try and pick up a, um, uh, a file card folder and get his scribble on that. Now, how much does his work look like filming and Ferry? Yeah, he's a he's a very big fan of Ferry. Mm. Yeah. So I think he is fairly um, heavily influenced by by them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the last two are Chris Aquera, as you said, and Glenn Ford, of course, who will be there as uh, I guess director of Fru, but also as an artist in his own right. So. We'll be all looking to get um, a few of those signatures on a few different things. Now, do you take like, will you be taking Shane Foley's comics down there to get him to sign past back issues, or is it just about getting his signature on the jam cover? What do you, what's your process there? Well, normally in the past, when we've had the international artists like Terry Beatty, Paul Ryan, Alex Suviak, and you know, and David Gibbons as well, I've taken comics to get them signed. So that normally is a process. To be honest, this year. I probably won't be taking much because there's going to be so much stuff that you can buy at Fruit to get signed by them, if you know what I mean. What about you, John? Have you been taking stuff in the past? or? I, and I, I did, like, last year was Fruit's first year there where they had all the artists. And 
to be honest with you, it was just, it was bedlam to be, yeah, <laughs> you know, the first couple of hours. I did manage to get a couple of things um, signed, but in, in a, like stuff that I'd taken down there, um, but the guys were just flat out, you know, the artists. And I just, I just sort of think I felt, and, and maybe I shouldn't feel this way because I think that, that is normally the only opportunity that most people will get to um, have access to these people. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you want to, don't, I mean, don't be afraid to take stuff down there, but I, I, I just get, you know, I, I start feeling sorry for them. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, I think, oh, you know, you poor buggy, bloody, you know, you're signing a thousand things. It's saying that I, I took a few things down last year that Glenn signed for me, so, um, and I was pretty happy with that. So, yeah, mate. And, and that they they are happy to do that for you as well. So don't don't be scared and taking it down there. But I, I was standing there because I think I had a couple. I only took like a couple of things for each of them. Um, and I, I was, was standing there and I was pulling comics out of bags and trying to grab hold of other things. And it was just a nightmare. So I don't know if I'll do it this year. Yeah, no. I'm probably not going to. Well, hopefully they're they're doing all their hand exercises and and strengthening now so that they can just be signing. Yeah. The, that's yeah. the well, in the day or whatever. Yeah, I think what might even be, or I hope they do, and I'm pretty sure they will be doing it, is actually like pre-sign some of the stuff, like the Gaslight folio and the comics and stuff like that. They could, you know, you could, because like I know last year it was hard to get the five artists' signature for the uh, Jam cover. Right. Um, it was hard to, it was hard to try and get all five of them and rope them in at times. I think. I think yeah, was... I think half the problem last year, I think, was the booth was too small. Yeah, true. You know, if if they were sort of on the outs, I think uh, they've got two booths this year, so I reckon that will help a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like I reckon, like I, I don't know for sure, but I reckon they'll have like a, a designated spot for the artists to actually sit down and like where you can almost have lines to go to the different yeah. artists because yeah. they didn't have that last year. Like, no, no. Like everyone was standing up, and it was just yeah, it was just bedlam. Um, but like in previous years, when where you've had like um, Paul Ryan and Alex Saviak, you know Terry Beattie sort of thing, like they were just um, at a table basically, and you, you could just go up and chat to them for five minutes and, and have a look through their folios, and they'd sign comics for you and stuff like that. But so it was always pretty good. But um, yeah, like, um, yeah, it was just last year was just chaos. But I also don't think – I wonder if Rue thought it was going to be as popular as what they did as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 I mean, that was their first time that they've been at something like that for, since Ozcon, basically. Years, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, probably even 20 years. Probably, yeah, Ozcon 98 or something like that, I guess, would, would have been – yeah, so it would, be, it would be close to 20 years. Well, it sounds like they've learned a lot from the experience of last year and are taking those lessons into into 2017. And the, the second booth for a start sounds like a good way to go. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. So other stuff that we might be able to pick up there or that we are uh, uh, saving for now, you've already mentioned, Germ, the Gaslight Folio. So that's through Folio number four, which is the, the five images from the... The jam cover. We've we've seen Jamie Johnson's contribution um, on Facebook, or most of us will have, but no indication yet what the other four are going to look like. So, a bit of well, you can see a, you can see a sneak peek on the uh, on the 
giant size page. But yeah, it's very, um, it's a bit, it, you're looking at a little thumbnail size, mm. so it is a bit hard to see. Will you be getting those, um, John? Yeah, John, have I'll you be been getting collecting them. the folios? Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Did you get the second one? Yep. And you got the third one as well? Yep. Did you like the third one? I really like the third one. Yeah, the third one's definitely the best. The second one I wasn't overly fussed on. But yeah, I, I did pick them up because, you know, you know what it's like. Yeah. As a completist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Must yeah. collect them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have sort of raised the question, and I'm, I'm not sure how far it's got, but um, there, there's only 100 of those available, limited to 100, it says, um, signed and numbered. Have you, okay, so John, have you been getting the same number folio edition so far? Two of the three I have, yes. And would you be looking to get that number again with number four to start, you know, bringing those into alignment? Yeah, it's not a big thing for me, though. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I, I would certainly like to get my my number if I can for number four. So I'm not sure how early I've got to get there to go about that. Make sure no one else pitches it out for money. I, th- I, I yeah. I think if you've been getting them previously, I think if you were to send through an email and say keep it aside for me, I think they would probably do that for you. Yeah, they they were they have been good about like number three. I asked for the number and it, and it arrived. No worries at all. So yeah. 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 And just while we're on that, how how good was that career service for delivery for that last oh, folio? I think so, I, I ordered it Wednesday night and, and had it Friday morning or something. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. So a bit of a shout-out to Fru there for some good work with that. That was that was really good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, my, um, my, monkey, my monkey mail died across the Nullarbor, so they had to send over... Um, uh, a second one, so it took, took about a week to get mine, but um, I liked the fact that it arrived flat in that sturdy box. It was pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Yes, and that's going to be on us this time, bringing it back in our suitcases. So. Um... Yeah. So ha- yeah, that's a good question. How my secret is is to bring a Manila folder over. Not a man. Is it a Manila? Like you know the A3 display folders. A3. So yeah. yeah, you know those A3 display folders that you put like your photography and your artwork stuff in. So is it what is that a rigid plastic thing? Yeah. So that's to be honest, what that, I, this hasn't even occurred to me. This is I'm glad you brought this up. So yeah. Yeah. So what I do is I bring one of those over with me, and sometimes I even bring a bit of cardboard, like a box broken down, so I can kind of use that to keep things flat in my mm-hmm. luggage as well. That's what I do. What do you do, John? Uh, yeah, it's similar. I've got like an A3 portfolio that I normally bring, and I just carry that on as carry-on luggage on the way home. And also, yeah, I've just got a couple of hard plastic cases that I put comics in, like a tackle box sort of thing, I suppose, but like that, that sort of strength plastic. Right. And just that just keeps them sort of protected a bit in your, in your luggage. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. That's a, yes. <laughs> I was probably going to have it squashed up against the uh, jocks and socks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good call. All right, I'm going to have to uh, head down to Officeworks before I uh, jump on the plane. So, other things, other things. If I keep reading down this list, that I'm going to need to keep nice and flat and, and uh, pristine. Uh, special promo cards and bookmarks. Now, um, that's that's very interesting. I think 
The bonus about these is I reckon they'll be, they'll be, I'm assuming they'll be on the cheaper side, which will be good for the people on a budget, all the kids and stuff like that as well, because it's, because we, we, we come from like a, a collector's point of view where, you know, we're, to be honest, we're probably going to throw a minimum of a thousand dollars on the weekend oh, when you throw what? in, no, but like when you throw in flights, yeah, um, okay. Accommodation, stuff that you buy and all that. It's going to be a thousand to probably even fifteen thousand dollar weekend. <laughs> Easily. So. Fifteen thousand. Maybe fifteen hundred, you think. Fifteen hundred, you think. Unless you spent fifteen grand. No, fifteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. Not fifteen grand. <laughs> if it was fifteen that's grand. What, that's what you just said. Oh, okay. Fifteen hundred. A <laughs> thousand to fifteen hundred. I think a lot of people will be, you know, like the the hardcore enthusiasts like us, where the promo cards and bookmarks, I'm assuming, will probably be on the cheaper side, which will be good, especially from the thumbnail. It looks like there's a couple of Kid Phantom-style ones. and So I reckon they'll be... I reckon they're aimed more towards the younger fans. Obviously, we'll probably still be getting, you know, two of each as well. But I reckon that's a good call doing things like that for you know for more you know for the younger fans to to collect as well. Well, this will be how I'll get a um, a couple of gifts for my for my son. Um, <laughs> same, this is this is going to be me contributing to him. So you can buy them, but you can't use them. Yeah. <laughs> the convention sketch cover. Oh, we've already mentioned the file card binder, but. Um, are you any either of you guys planning on picking that up while we're there so that you save on postage? Because that seems to be a bit of a killer with the uh, card binder. Yeah, I'll be picking up at least one. Yeah, more than likely, I guess. <laughs> I think I think the answer to all of these is going to be yes. I'll get one. Yes, I'll yeah. get one. <laughs> at least well, one. We haven't we haven't even started talking about the dinner yet. No, I know. <laughs> That, oh, it's getting a bit frightening. So we'll, we'll... And, and I guess that, that, that is the thing. I mean, Crew have indicated that it's all going to be available on their website. So if you do sort of decide that you can, you know, you can wait till you, you get home and, and uh, dig that another bag of money out of the backyard sort of thing, you can, <laughs> you, can, uh, you, know, you can put it off for a couple of weeks or, until you get back uh, a bit financial again. Yeah, sure. Mm. Well, one thing that you probably can't put off is the uh, the convention sketch cover, like they've called yeah. it, the blank cover comic. It's a, a reprint of... So Germ won't pick this up because it's a reprint of... Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I didn't say that. No, no, I've been picking it up. You're, you're comfortably on the record of not liking the reprints or the replicas, so no, given that this is just... That's the replicas. Up, this is a reprint. I'll pick up the reprints. It's <laughs> Joe that doesn't pick up the reprints. So he wouldn't get this because it's a just a story of. he's already read before, the drummer of Yeah, Tim that's Bird. right. <laughs> so it's, a, it's going to be a blank cover, and uh, you'll be able to get pick, pick an artist, and, uh, and they'll fill in the, uh, the circle there on the front for you so um what, what do you do are you going in thinking right this artist or that artist what, what's the deal do they usually i suppose they charge are the artists charge to to draw that on there for you or yeah. well they, yeah, they haven't re- they haven't really done it before like in this sort of like for the fandom anyway but um like normally artists that are there will, will take commission work over the weekend but I mean, the reality is, if you want a, a 
someone to do you a nice sketch, you know, something that's not rushed in marker, like you're probably looking at an hour, an hour and a half for the majority of artists. Right. So it's going to be interesting. I think Glenn has mentioned um, maybe on Facebook or something like that that um, they will be available to do that. But, yeah, you just sort of wonder how, you know, how much time time's going to be the, the, the big thing, I think. Well, yeah. what I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I've got I've got a couple of artists that I want sketches of, but I'm I'm actually going to contact them after the convention and see if I can maybe post one over with the return bag and then see if they you know and like see if I can get a, a commission on the cover then because that's that's what I want to do because like what John said um you know there there's only so many hours in a day. I reckon it would be more fair on them, but I reckon you may even get a a more personalised sketch, or um, yeah. if you you know if they kind of do it afterwards and you know in their own yeah. time and stuff like and, that. And I guess we're lucky, us three and and the people who listen to the podcast who do have some sort of relationship um, with a lot of these people, um, be it on on Facebook because they've met them through Facebook, those sorts of things. Like ninety percent of the people who are going to be there on the day, like that's that's the only opportunity they get to see these people. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with Jim. If, if you if you can wait, that's that's the way that I'm sort of want to do it too. Yeah. How so many will just, you be you'll buying? Just buy a half a dozen of these, or or, or a two or three of these, or whatever, and then and bide your time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I really I'm a big fan of the idea. Like I, I know they've been using like those blank sketch covers for um. Marvel and DC, they've been doing that for years. I think it's a great idea. Like it's, you know, and like Moonstone did put out that um, uh, the, the, the variant sketch cover there. And it's the only uh, time it's been done, eh, for Phantom. Yeah, wasn't there a wasn't there a Phantom? Oh yeah, there was a Hems yeah. one as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, they're a great idea. So yeah, I'm I'm sort of looking forward to to picking a few of them up. How many will you be buying? 10, 12? Oh, mate, I don't know. Depends probably. On how much they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably probably five to ten, I reckon. Yeah. That's um, probably the number that I'll be probably looking to pick up as well. Keep probably yeah. one blank and then get the others drawn on. Yeah. So I know a friend, uh, Luke Gagan, he got a, a character a character of him as the Phantom on one of the blank covers, oh, that's cool. which was a nice, yeah, a nice concept. Yeah. So this, I mean, we, we do say that, and it probably will be available um, online afterwards. It does say that it's an event-only comic, though, so... Um, it will be available online. Glenn has said on Facebook that it will, that all the stuff on the on this page will be available on the website. Yeah, okay. I suppose they're not. It, does, it certainly hasn't said that they are limited edition or anything like that. So, no. um, if we if we keep trucking through this, because um, I know John wants to get to the dinner, the <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Phantom Boy Gaslight episode zero, which um, Chris Sequeira did tell us about in the Phantom Boy Gaslight podcast that we did a couple of episodes ago, that episode zero was going to be available. A six-page colour preview of the new Aussie Creative Continuing Series included in this year's Supernova program booklet. So that's that's a freebie. Well, a freebie. That's part of uh, what you get for your $30 ticket, is it? Yes. 
So when you walk in, you get given a little show bag, which has junk mail in it, like leaflets and stuff from all of the stores. And then you get a program, which is usually about eight to ten pages long, usually. And it's got, like, all the guests, the signing sessions, where a map of where everyone is. And then included in this is going to be the six-page preview. Personally, I think this is the thing to be most excited of, of the whole thing, because this is this is going to be the chance where the average convention goer is going to see the Phantom. This is a huge uh, coupe or scoop or coop or whatever you want to, whatever the right word is, for, for free. As a collector, I mean, you're just talking then about getting five or ten of these other Phantom by Gaslight episodes. You, you can only get one of these per person as you come in, is that right? Yeah, I reckon you might be able to scourge a couple of others, but normally they only give you the one. Yeah, okay. Maybe uh, if we follow, walk around following the um, the manga fans at five o'clock, they might be chucking them out. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say that. Just go and stand next to the bin. <laughs> you, you look like one of those homeless guys that are scourging for food and cigarette butts. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that, that's very exciting and um, certainly making sure that we get one of those um, yeah, because it'll be a nice little addition to the, the Gaslight mm. episode number one, which will be in the comic. And obviously, Fru's new Phantom colouring book will be available. Um, this will, It's available online, and this will be the only time you can get it, I guess, out in the wild. Um, so, again, something that I can pick up and, and prove to my kids that I was thinking of them while I was away, um, <laughs> as long as I get two. <laughs> well, no, you have to get each kid one, because maybe well, so not be oldest, it. So I'll have four but... in my house, and, and only one of them will ever get drawn in. So be it. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk more about that, I suppose, once we've seen it. And um, one thing that we we have learnt since um, since this came out and is not in the book, Jermaine, do you want to do you want to tell us a little bit about the uh, hundred page special Phantoms World that is also going to be available? All right, yep. So we've been um, we've learnt, as Dan said, we've learnt that there will be a hundred page Phantoms World. Now, I'm not sure if is going to be part of the regular series or whether it's going to be a standalone Phantoms World. I'm not sh- quite sure on that. Mm-hmm. That will um, probably be made clearer when there's the official announcement uh, from Glenn, which might be before this goes live. Yes. But it's going to have... Um, I'm just looking for the word. It's going to be a 100-page special. Um, so it's a filming story, which is done exclusively for free, and a couple of Fratelli Sparty stories seen for the first time in English. So it's going to be similar as what we've already seen, but it's going to be 100 pages of it, which, I don't know, I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, some of the stories are probably not the best or the most exciting. They were made back in the 60s, but as an overall, I have been enjoying the Phantoms World series. Yeah, I th- that's uh, it's something we've only sort of learned about tonight. I'm uh, pretty excited to see that as well. Although the pocket isn't too excited about it. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. There'll be time to recover and, and repay that back. Yes. So so that's pretty much, I think, our, our morning. Oh, at- and there may, may be another announcement, but we haven't, got a, we haven't got unofficial word or even official word on that. So there may be another surprise at the free booths. 
I'm, I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to that or I dread it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be awesome. So well. I'll be getting, like I said, like we said, I'll be getting at least one, possibly even two of everything. Everything. Are you going to be doing the same? Probably. <laughs> I think I think I would struggle to see it there and then walk away. Yes, I think that would be very true. Yeah. It would be like, I don't need to eat for the rest of the weekend. I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so speaking of eating, I'm assuming we, we've gone to the fruit booth in, uh, on Saturday morning and uh, you've, you've mentioned a meet-up for lunch or whatever. So, again, it's the same, same sort of crew of people who catch up for the lunch, is it? Yeah. On Facebook, we've talked a little bit about this. So what normally happens is we meet somewhere. Some years it's been at the Batmobile or at a, at a booth of one of the artists. But generally, we meet somewhere, we splash it on Facebook, let everyone know where we're going to meet. I think last year we met at the Fru booth at 1 o'clock. So I think we'll, do, we'll be doing the same this year. So we meet at 1 o'clock. And then we, there's a few eateries around the place and we usually go there and um, have a bit of a feed and get away from the crowds and we can, again, it's very similar where we sit around, we talk, um, we swap stories, we poke fun at each other and check the football scores and, yeah, have some fun. And so, John, you said that that, what, does that tend to be it for you? Do you go home then or you, you don't end up going back into the pavilion, so to speak, or...? Sometimes you just sort of go back and, and um, with the intention of walking in the front door, but once you get about five foot in there and you realise you can't walk, we generally turn around and, and go out. So, yeah, normally by about three o'clock in the afternoon. Like, depends how long lunch goes for. Sometimes you, you know, you yeah. get lunch for an hour and a half sort of thing if you're yeah. catching up with people okay. you haven't seen for 12 months. So, uh, but yeah, like normally you just jump on the train and head back into town. Everyone kind of leaves, like, after lunch, it's generally, when you first walk in the doors, people tend to kind of go their own way. Like, what I tend to do is I go to I go to the ones where I know I need to go, like, through, I'll buy the stuff, get the signatures that I can. Then I'll kind of do a quick run around the whole thing, you know, in case there's something, you know, like a number one that's got $20 on it or something like that <laughs> to try and get there before everyone else. And then I generally go back, you know, meet for lunch. And then after lunch, I generally try and do a little bit longer walk around, like go to the artist alley and, you know, you can see some stuff. And that's, yeah, I tend to spend a little bit more time. And then I generally leave around at 3, 4 o'clock as well. Yeah, okay. And so does, do you find that that's enough time for a nap before the nah. dinner? Nah. Because I like my naps. No, no nana naps. That's what Friday and Sunday's for, mate. Yeah, Friday. Okay. So let's. Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about before we get to the dinner then? Uh, you got to keep some money. You got to save. You got to not spend all your money. But I've already bought my ticket. I've already paid for my ticket. Surely there's no more money I need to spend. <laughs> no. How much money do you reckon the average person needs for the dinner, John? Oh, mate, it, it, it's hard to say. Like, there's so much stuff there. Like, it's, it depends if you like artwork. You know, you, you probably need uh, at least a grand. 
Yeah, we, we should say at this point that the, the dinner is a fundraiser for Westmead Children's Hospital, and so everyone who goes there and spends some money really is supporting that very, very worthy charity. So that needs to be uh, front and centre of this part of the discussion. What's the, what's the most you've spent at one of those dinners, John? You can give us a ballpark if you're a bit embarrassed. Oh, mate, no, no. Look, I, I, I generally sort of, by the time I get there, I'm broke. Like, I'm broke by the time I get to Sydney normally. Because <laughs> I don't get too much change out of a thousand bucks to get down there. So, you know, the whole weekend. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, look, probably I, I'm not a big spender either, those sorts of things, because it, they, you know, the options do tend to get a little bit of out of hand occasionally. Well, mm. Most of the time, ninety-five percent of the time. Um, so how many? And that's, how many people are we talking about actually attend the dinner? The last couple of years, probably the last couple of years, you're looking at probably about forty, fifty. Okay. Yeah, maybe uh, yeah, maybe a little bit more, maybe sixty, seventy odd, I guess. Has that has that grown a great deal since the the first dinners you were going to? Yes, it has. Um, like, uh, well, no. It's always been a fairly good turnout. Um, I guess over the period, some people have come and some people have gone sort of thing. So, I mean, it's, it's always probably 50, I'd say, is probably a good number. You know, and that's, that's been right from the start. Like, it was very popular, you know, right from earlier on sort of thing. Like, it, now I might, like I might just sort of go into that a little bit. Like, I've done yeah. a little bit of research. Knowing that we were going to have this, I've done a little bit of research. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> So the, the club came about um, back in, in April of 1999. Um, a group of phantom devotees gathered at the uh, waterfront restaurant situated in the historic rocks area under the Sydney Harbour Bridge. The purpose was to mourn the death of Lee Fork and to celebrate his great creation, the man who cannot die. So the, the club came about initially as a, a, like a group of people got together basically for dinner. It was just shortly after Lee Fork's death, and sort of thing. It was probably a little bit of a wake, I guess. And uh, out of that dinner came the idea. I think the, the dinner was such a um, a success that out of out of that came the idea to, to form a club. Um, and it was the, the Lee Fork Memorial Bengali Explorers Club right from the start. So they've taken that that name from. Um, like the gentleman's club that you sort of some of the Wilson Wilson McCoy strips um, yes. stories and stuff like that. So yeah, so that, that's how it all sort of came about. And like initially it was um, like just a gathering of people, you know, getting people together for for dinner at a, at a restaurant somewhere in Sydney. Um, they sort of changed the venues every time they did that. And like initially, ninety ninety nine around two thousand, like it was. Um, Three times a year they were having dinners, so yeah, it was it was more just good company, um, good conversation, good food, good wine with just like-minded people. And they, right right from the start, um, it, like 1998 was Fru's 50th anniversary dinner. It was Tronga Park City from memory. So I, I know Germ was around then, and you know on on Brian Shedden's Deep Woods website and and some of the forums at that start you know they started talking about the dinners and you know you could you could see that particularly for me in queensland sort of all these phantom people you know like the 
the artists, um, Antonio Limos and Glenn Ford, um, Jim Shepard, um, and, and some of those those key fan of people at the time or, or, or key fan of fans like Brian Shedden with them, who was doing the Deep Woods, you know, they were all having these sort of dinners and meeting, and, you know, I, right from the start, I thought, oh, geez, I really want to be part of that sort of thing. So, yeah. now I was lucky enough, I, I, I got the opportunity in 2000 to go down there. Um, it was a bit daunting, I, I've got to say, coming from country Queensland to uh, head down to the Big Smoke and uh, into the, the Sydney sort of restaurant scene. But from the first time I went, like, it was just a great night um, meeting Jim Shepherd, having the opportunity to sit down with Jim Shepherd, you know, um, after tea sort of thing and, and just having a good yarn to him and, and like it, and, and it's just, it's gone on from there. Like, um, like I said, every year I've tried to get down there at least once a year. Made some very good friends, both in Australia and overseas because of it. Uh, mate, it's been a great thing. Uh, and, and of course, you know, raising money for the, the children's hospital at Westmead. Definitely. So it, it, it has changed a little bit. Um, like, like, like the, the whole concept is the same. It probably started changing a bit, I reckon, once Jermaine started coming. Like, it just... <laughs> Caused it a bad way, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, yeah. it's all gone downhill, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I've, I've, no, I was going to ask you guys about this because uh, it quite clearly states in the email that Richard Fry, who organises the whole show, together with, probably going to get the pronunciation wrong, so please correct me, Anthony DiDio. That's it, yeah. Oh, good. Um, so, so Richard and Anthony organise the shebang. Richard sends out the emails, and I'm quite clearly informed that this is not the Birdsville pub, and I should dress accordingly. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> what does that mean, and what's that all about? <laughs> Jermaine? I'll, I'll let you tell the story, John. <laughs> well, Richard never um, had to put that on his emails. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Until Jermaine turned up the first night in a pair of shorts. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was, to, to be fair, it wasn't the first night. I think it was like the second or third one I'd been to, so I probably should have known better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> that means you so, knew what... <laughs> <laughs> so to be fair, I did pack pants. But the problem was, is they were the wife's pants and not my pants. <laughs> so normally I'm a shorts and thongs type of guy. So normally, so I've, every year I normally just go to Sydney, shorts, pair of thongs, and I just throw a pair of pants in for the dinner. And it's about, usually about minus three degrees too, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Since I've hit my thirties, I've actually I've actually been starting to wear pants to uh, during the day, <laughs> the last couple of years. So one year I was running late to to go. It was with the wife. The wife was there, and um, it was at the Turkish place. And running late, I get there. I've literally got like twenty minutes to get changed, have a shower, drop my stuff, and get down for the taxi to get to the dinner. And I get the pants, and I try and put them on, and I'm thinking, man, these are tight. And I'm trying to pull them on, I'm trying to pull them on, and they're all the wife's pants. And it's fair to say I'm a little bit bigger than my wife, so um, <laughs> I did not have a chance to go and buy a set of pants, and so I had to go in my shorts. 
And, so and I have never been I've never been allowed to forget that ever well, since. No, no one really noticed it. <laughs> I think it's more I, I think Richard like said it as a joke and it's kind of stuck and but everyone who has ever gone to other dinners has kind of it happens a lot of the time everyone kind of pays out at each other and so this is the joke where everyone pays out on me is the yeah. fact that you know, every year I get asked, "Did you buy? Did you bring your pants?" Right. So this is—I'm uh, going to have to be very, very careful then, because um, <laughs> I only get one chance to make a first impression, and, and whatever stuff up I make, I'm going to hear about for the next uh, however many years I get to go. <laughs> so um, a few things. I asked. Uh, so no phantom T-shirts at this one. Is it's a bit more dressy than that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Look, most people. Um, you know, if you got a phantom um, jacket, or, or like I, I wear one of those Libby Peacock phantom jumpers. I sort those eighty styles. Yeah, yeah, I've worn that a few times. But um, look, a, a lot of people do wear um, jacket and ties, phantom ties, of course. Okay, I recently came into a big bunch of phantom ties, so that'll be good. Yeah, yeah, um, you can give one to Jermaine. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't see it again. <laughs> It'd go back in his luggage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, it is... Um, it is like, More uh, formal. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. So we, we've talked about the auctions and stuff already. So I've, I've sort of... If I can read between the lines here, I think, is there a silent auction as well as a live auction? Is that part of the deal? <laughs> Well, yeah, so what usually happens is, so you kind of get there and there's, depending, a lot of the items, all of the items are donated, whether they're donated by artists or whether they're donated by the people who attend the dinners. And do you guys, so people, do you guys donate stuff? Yeah, usually, I, I think, usually we both do, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so, you know, and then what it is, is there's a bit of paper, people can write down their name and how much they're willing to bid. And then, of course, and then there's a couple of the bigger ticket items, which is normally auctioned off like a normal live auction. Sure. Working for an auctioneering company, it's not conventional, and most people who have ever been to a live auction, it kind of does take a little bit to kind of get used to because it is not conventional at all. But it's usually good fun. The auctioning process tends to be the main time spent on the night. Would that be fair, John? Yeah, it, it is now, I guess. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that's – in the early dinners, like, we did have auctions as well, but nothing to the extent that we do now. Um, like, the room is sort of set up now where there's all sorts of things basically right around the edge of the room that you can go and put a a, um, a bid on sort of thing. And, and they're, like, available for most of the night. Like, you can just keep going up and, and putting bids on those sorts of things. And then sort of – you know, after the guest speaker, which is normally around 10 o'clock, like you have the, the live auction sort of thing then. So um, so late at night, once uh, everyone's had a few yeah. uh, lubricating beverages, the uh, yes. wallop, wallet opening uh, type beverages, um, that's yeah, when they have the auction. Yep, and that's when it sort of gets out of hands. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Usually gets out of hand before then, but... <laughs> Antonio is the one who does the uh, auctions. Now, the way he auctions is, like I said before, is not conventional, but it's entertaining. 
and it's sometimes a little bit too much information. Okay. <laughs> All right, well... Um, it's an experience, isn't it, John? Yes. And it's always been the same. <laughs> right, right from the go, get going. All right, well, I look forward to that. Uh, we mentioned the special guest. Obviously, the special guest this year we know is going to be Dr. Paul Mason, Kid Phantom fame, Soldier Legacy. It's interesting they didn't have to they didn't have to say Dr. Paul Mason, but we have to say Dr. Paul Mason. Well, That's he insists. Go, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he actually insists quite the opposite, but I keep throwing it in there. Just, just well, if I if I was a doctor, I'd want people to keep telling me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go to Supernova all at dinner, when you see Paul Mason, don't call him Paul. Say Dr. Paul. Exactly. <laughs> so he'll be there, and Andrew Constant, who we know is riding Kid Phantom from this point on, will also be there. Uh, it will be really good to be able to catch up with those guys, and I'm really looking forward mm. to hearing what Paul has to say. What are your? I'll be interested to hear from you, John, in terms of... So there's been some very well-established and, and classical, I guess, Phantom artists who have attended this dinner in the past. Paul Mason is a bit of a departure from that. What's what's your sense of... I know he's a little bit nervous about the crowd that he's going to be talking to. What's your feel for um, how he'll be received or, or, or how that'll go? Yeah, look, no, he, he's got nothing to worry about, to be honest. The, the, the type of crowd isn't like the one who's going to get up and heckle him sort of thing. So, <laughs> you know, um, it, yeah, I, and look... In the early in the early years, like there's a the, the range of guest speakers we had there, or that the club had was was so diverse. Like um, like the first dinner I went to, it was people like um, Kerry Chikorovsky, who was actually the um, opposition leader in the New South Wales Parliament at the time. Tony Bonner, who you, you know from Skippy, was a, a helicopter pilot. Okay. Other sort of other sort of cartoonists, like some of the major. Um, you had um, Uncle Dick one year. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's Doc Neeson from the Angels was now that's probably the legendary dinner. Um, I didn't go to that one. That was number three, I think. But they arranged for Doc Neeson from the Angels. He was the guest speaker for the night, and his actual speech was a song that he he wrote about the Phantom. So I don't know if you've heard it. Like it is, no. there is a few uh, few. Um, it was recorded um, on video sort of thing, so it, it is out there amongst some Phantom fans. It is absolutely classic, and uh, if anyone's an Angels fan, yeah, it's just typical Doc Neeson. So, is that the one where like everyone was outside the pub, and then they all started like stopping and listening to it yeah, and clapping yeah, afterwards? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah uh, I've heard about that dinner as well. Yeah. So, yeah, like uh, um, coming back to Paul, like, uh, uh, and there's also been like... Um, you know, we've had Cy Barry, we've had Paul Ryan, we've had Alex. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we have had some of those artists, but, mate, he, he, no, he's got nothing to worry about. Like, it's, it's, it's not going to be – majority of people there um, are just dedicated people who, who love the Phantom, you know, and um, there's no yeah. sort of uh, orchists versus postmodernist sort of thing, you know. <laughs> no matter what Jermaine tries to set up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they're the, they're the older style, but they're not going to be the, the diehard forkers that are going to, um, you know, get a pie and throw it in his face like what happens over here in WA. With, um... <laughs> yeah, no, he's got nothing to worry about. He'll, uh, he'll have a great night. And um, guess um, for the auctions and that sort of thing, that's a cash requirement, so I'll need to hit the ATM again on the way to the uh, to the dinner. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm a bit nervous about uh, the the hit to the hip pocket here. So, <laughs> is there anything else I need to know about the dinner before I go? They go late. Bit? They go late. How late? What, what sort of what's what's kick out time? Uh, Twelve at the okay. at the minimum. Yep. A lot of the time, some people kind of tend to go. Sometimes people go a little bit later. Um, yeah. I'm not normally one of them, but yeah. I've heard stories of people going a little bit later and setting off alarms and stuff. Right. Yeah. That was a, that was a good dinner too. That was a, that was a, that was the pants dinner. <laughs> the pants dinner. Yes. <laughs> um, that was at the Turkish place. Uh, yeah. What happened is uh, I think that was Brad, was that was that Bradley Peaches. Place. I think he booked that place for us all, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he booked out the top of a um, of a pub, and it had like a like had all dormitories all along the side of it. And then um, uh, the dinner had finished, and then like they were cleaning up around us. And I, I don't think we left until probably about one o'clock. This was the night where I was in my shorts, um, and then we went over back over to um, uh, across the pub afterwards and. A few of you kept going, and uh, yeah, I think I, I think we left it around probably about one, two or something, and I think you were still going, weren't you? Uh, yeah, we might have gone for a little bit longer than that, but it was it was quite funny because it, it, it's an old hotel that they'd renovated and they put they'd renovated the rooms upstairs, and this was the first weekend that they'd actually opened it. <laughs> um, so there's about, uh, I guess, about seven or eight rooms upstairs. Like it was all, you know, half of it was filled with phantom fans. What they forgot to realise is that, you know, when they when they closed the public bar downstairs and, and shut up for the night uh, and set the alarms, they, they, they didn't sort of realise that they've got uh, guests staying upstairs. So, and and being an old sort of pub, like the dunny was halfway down the corridor sort of thing. So if you had to get up at, at 3 o'clock in the morning and try and sneak down there, you know, with, with the floorboards creaking, and then all of a sudden the fire alarm goes off. <laughs> they, 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 think they forgot to realise they'd armed all the alarms and they had guests there. So, yeah, that was sort of, That, was, that was you that set it off, wasn't it? Could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they were quite apologetic, actually, and they gave us all the breakfast vouchers all across the road. So, actually, I think that might have been, yeah, yeah. I think it was the night before, actually. It might have been a Friday night. Yeah. Oh, dear. All right. So, so as you can see, there's there's lots of stories that uh, whenever you, once you've gone to a couple, you know, there's all these stories that you keep sharing and, and, and stuff. And it's a, it's a great weekend, like, and we, we have fun calling it the mecca of the phantom world and stuff, but it's a great time where, you know, you can hang out with not just the one or two that you might be lucky to hang out with or on Facebook, which is a lot better than what it used to be in the olden days, but, you know, you, there's probably 30 to 50 phantom fans that you have the opportunity to meet and hang out with and communicate with, and you just... Unfortunately, with the character that we are all fans of, you don't get that very often. You only, you really only get it once a year. Yeah, and, and I mean, having that opportunity to, to meet, um, you know, like the Fruit Crew and um, yeah. Antonio Limos, and uh, particularly um, Jim Shepard for me, that that was a great thing. Like, like, I remember, like the first year I went down there, I sort of 
um, I rang Free's office and said, look, do you mind if I just pop in sort of thing on the Friday? And they said, no, no, that's fine. And, and like, you know, I think I went in about half past nine and it was about one o'clock in the afternoon when I got out of there. Like Jim just, you know, he was just such a lovely bloke and, you know, just um, you, like you made you feel so welcome. And, and we just, we chatted about a range of different things. Like it was just, and I, that's something I'll always remember, you know, it, it was, it was yeah. really good. Make some good memories, like, um, and you do. You make some, you make some lifelong friends out of it. Oh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So, um, so is the dinner the end of it then, sort of thing? Everyone starts to drift off and do their own thing from Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Normally, like normally, we'd be on a on a flight by you know eight o'clock in the morning because oh, wow. um because yeah we were sort of flying back to the Sunshine Coast and then I'd have yeah. to drive home to Rocky, sort of thing. So. Yep. You know. So, so this year, what's your? What, when are you leaving Sydney? This sort, sort of thing. Uh, I'm actually staying till Monday this year, so I'm, I'm just not sure what I'm going to do on Sunday yet. Whether or not I, I go back out to Supernova or yeah, try and catch up with some people. So. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jim? Yeah, I leave Sunday. I think it's about eleven-ish Sunday, so it'll give me a bit of a chance, or maybe twelve-ish. So it'll give me a chance to. I think our room expires at 10 so it gives you a chance to sleep in and then i usually just kind of head out to the airport and just you know kind of grab a bit of a feed and yeah and a krispy kreme donut and yep. you know um you know if you've forgotten to get your wife something you quickly go to one of the <laughs> shops and um make it look like that you actually were thinking about her the whole time and yeah with the last 25 cents that you've got left in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it is like that. I remember yeah. one year, uh, I was like, it was it might have even been last year, like I had, I can't remember how much money I left, I had left over. And then there was something I wanted and then I brought it just thinking, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it. And then I didn't hear back from my wife and I'm thinking, oh, no. She's giving me the silent treatment. So I had to organise someone else to pay for it, to buy it. And then after I'd done that, the wife goes, oh, yeah, that's fine. You could have, that's fine. You know, spend that money. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, there's always, there's always stories like that where you, you know, oh, why did I buy that extra colouring in book? I could have used that extra $15 to buy this or. Yeah. But unfortunately, you can't have everything. That'll be one of the challenges for the weekend is uh, seeing things that you'd love and just going, well, I'll have to save up for that for another day. I guess the good thing is is that, especially for those who aren't going to the weekend as well, is that all of these items are will or are or and will be available on Fru's website free, as yeah. well. Yep. So, you know, even if you're going there and you have a budget, you know, which may be smaller than someone else's, you know, I'd expect them to to have it on their website for a little while longer, yep. like what happened with the jam cover from last year and the the folio and the posters as well. At the dinner, do do most things sell? Everything sells, or oh yeah, yeah, yeah cool. and for ridiculous prices, like a badge that a badge that might you know that will sell for ten. 10 bucks on eBay will go for like 30 or 40 dollars just because it's like ah oh, it's for a, it's you know it's for a good cause and with the liquid courage and oh wow it does get a bit out of hand <laughs> okay 
<laughs> well, I might I might uh, just go along to the dinner to admire a few things and and, and leave them there. <laughs> well, what the first year it probably wasn't until the second or third year that I actually brought something. The first year I didn't buy anything at all because it was there were just crazy prices, and it wasn't until the third year that I actually kind of thought, no, nah, I want to buy something. Yeah, and you know, occasionally you get something, you know, and. Again, it's just like, what can I afford? What, you know, how much money do I have? Uh, what and do there I must want be, more there must than be times others? where you get there and go, wow, that that's just something that I'm really, really keen on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like one year, there was a Graham Nolan uh, Sunday. Um, he was an artist that I've always admired. Yes. Um, I attribute him and Tony D. Poor as the as the as the saviors of the newspaper strip. And I liked it. Well, the, the year before, there was a Noel on Sunday. Renee White outbid me on that one. And then I said, that's it. Next time there's a, there's a Sunday, I don't care what it goes for, I'm going to win it. And it cost me, I think it was about 750 Australian dollars, but I got it. <laughs> and I didn't talk to my wife for about an hour or two afterwards, or she wouldn't <laughs> talk to me, but I won it. <laughs> And that's uh, that takes pride of the place in the collection now, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. It's you know it's framed it's somewhere you know where it's nicely displayed and it has a good story and yeah, it's a good story behind it. It's got a fandom in every panel. Very happy with it, and the wife has forgiven me a couple of years later. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Well, I imagine that um, across the course of the weekend, I mean. Certainly, with you and I there, Jermaine, I, like I've really enjoyed the recordings that you've been able to get from the last uh, couple of of weekends that you've gone to, and and I certainly would hope that we'll be able to do some recording ourselves. If nothing else, uh, maybe a bit of a chat in the in the as as roomies where we we sum up our night or our day or whatever, and just sort of have a, have a live podcast, so to speak, for the first time ever. So rather than doing it on Skype all the time, so yeah, I certainly look forward to being on a big bring people uh, some of the sounds of uh, the Supernova weekend um, as, as best as we can, recording on our iPhones. And, and, I'm, and I'm sure we'll hear John again. No, I usually dodge you for that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because you're eating all the dodgy curries. <laughs> <laughs> So that is, I've heard that's a tradition, the Friday night curries. Is that something that we, we do? Uh, only, only once. There's only once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a feeling there's another story there. <laughs> I may not want to hear this one. <laughs> uh, dear. Let's just say the curry repeated itself. Okay. All right. Well, I think... Um, I'm feeling a lot more informed now. Um, I'm... A, I'm, I'm a, Exactly as excited, or very, very excited about the the weekend coming. I feel like I'm going to have to squirrel away a few more five dollar notes and uh, twenty cent coins from the back of the Mate, couch if I can find them. Forget the five dollar notes. Just go straight for the twenties and fifties. <laughs> uh, see, over in Perth, you must have different sort of shrapnel just laying around the house. <laughs> twenty and fifty cent kids. coins, yes. <laughs> raid. When the kids are at school or something, raid their money boxes <laughs> and <laughs> their dollar amount Commonwealth bank accounts. And <laughs> uh, very good. All right. So before we wrap it up, boys, is there anything else that you'd like to uh, like to say? Uh, no, just thanks again for the opportunity to uh, to have a chat. It was um, 
and uh, looking forward to catching up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I guess for those who are always umming and ahhing about coming, it is a lot of money, as we've discussed. I think it's if if you any like it's not cheap, you know, it's not cheap flying to Sydney and then to have accommodation in the city. I, th- I, I guess hopefully what in the past pod, podcast and this podcast, it is a great weekend. Yeah. It's something that you will love, you will enjoy, you will have lifetime time friends from the weekend. Start saving now for next year. Uh, I don't think it will be something that uh, you will regret once you get there. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it. and uh, Hopefully this is the first of many for me, so we'll see how we go. All right. Well, as we said, lots of recordings from this will come, and, and hopefully there'll be a podcast out of it for us in the future. Certainly there'll be stories and photos that we'll put up on the website, www.chroniclechamber.com. Catch up with us on Facebook as well. Um, a really long-winded Facebook name we've got. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, but if you go to the Facebook group Phantom Collector, you'll be able to find us from there. Phantom Collector, all one word. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. Goes to tweets, um, Instagram. Joe runs that. I'm not sure what the name of that one is. Probably should know. If you can, if you enjoy the podcast and you can find a way to to sling a few dollars a month, put this our way to help us uh, keep putting content up and that sort of thing. Then the Patreon is there as well, and of course. Uh, you should be subscribing on iTunes so you don't have to wait for our posts to come out to find the, the, the podcast. It just pops up on your on your phone or your iTunes or, or whatever it is that you do, uh, however it is you listen to us. We really appreciate it. If we didn't have an audience for this sort of thing, then, um, well, we'd probably still do it, to be honest. It's, uh, we'd probably still have the fun of, <laughs> of just uh, <laughs> chewing the fat, but uh, it's nice to know that a few people get a, get something out of it as well, so... Um, we might leave it at that, gents. Um, thank you very much, John. I've really appreciated all of your experience and, and wisdom about this and uh, keeping Jermaine a little bit uh, tamer. So thanks very much, John, for uh, for joining us again. No thanks, worries. John. Yeah. And uh, Jermaine, great to talk to you again as well. Um, looking forward to actually meeting you and, and John and uh, Brad Peach and, and all of these other people that I've uh, uh, started to get to know over the last few years and uh, be good to put some uh, faces to names when we get down to Sydney. Definitely, Matt. Well, I think the next time we'll be talking will actually be um, in the room. I'll, I'll see you at the airport. I'll hold, up a, uh, I'll hold up a sign. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. All right. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. See you, guys. Bye. Uh, awesome. Very good. How long was shit, that? Shit, you blokes can talk, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> that has to go in the blues' wheel. <laughs> <laughs>
Right, there you go. Google works. It, it, it got yeah, you it to us. <laughs> there you go. You wonder about these things sometimes. So cool. So um, the costume you, you've just mentioned. So you, gist of the comment was that you're actually planning on cosplaying at, as the Phantom uh, at Supernova this year. Yes, that's it. Yep. Um, so I've just, just not long ago finished putting the final couple of pieces together. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. All right. So have you you've been to Supernova before? Then? Uh, yeah, this would be my third supernova. Okay, and do you always cosplay when you go? I do. That was that was how I got into it originally. I um, I'm part of the 501st Star Wars costuming group, and that was ah. that was how I got into it. And uh, I I usually take a couple of other costumes with me as well to sort of wander the floor in that are a little bit more comfortable than a than a stormtrooper or or a <laughs> wampa. So uh, yeah, it's it's that's good. I get changed out of one of those costumes and, and put on something a bit more comfortable. Which believe it or not, the Phantom will probably be more comfortable. Oh, there you go. So you, your cosplay history is a range of other characters, Star, Star Wars you mentioned, yeah. anything else? Uh, I put together, uh, I've got a Captain America, uh, I do Wolverine, I'll be doing Wolverine again this year, and uh, I put up, uh, did a Flint Lockwood one a while back, which was not many people knew who no. I was, so <laughs> that, that sort of stayed in the cupboard. But yeah, I've got a, got a few costumes that I, that I do. Yeah, cool. So... Um, I, I guess the obvious question then is to, to tell us a little bit about this um, this phantom costume that you put together. What uh, uh, yeah. have you you know a lot of people go online and say oh, I want to buy a phantom costume or whatever. Have you created this yourself well, or how's it come together? It, it's it's a long time in the making. My my wife now wife who was my fiance at the time bought it for me or might only have been a girlfriend at the time bought it for me for my twenty first birthday. She basically contacted the uh, the company that made the little kids suits that you find in Spotlight and stuff like that and said, could you make me an adult-sized one? And they begrudgingly made her one. It had the um, you know the pretty basic sort of mask and, and plastic belt and things like that. And I, I took it and, and, and you, know, it was, you know, I thought it was quite funny at the time and, and it sort of got put into a keepsakes box where you put all of those sorts of things that sure. you collect over the years for the Phantom and and it wasn't until fairly recently that uh, I started getting into the cosplay, and then one day I'm going through, and I'm going, you know what, I could probably do something with that. I could make it a bit better, and uh, and make it actually look like like something that that's worth wearing out. So, yeah, I, I got it out and and made some alterations to it, and made a better belt, better mask. Found my old uh, phantom rings that I got from a uh, a show bag from the Sydney show in the 80s and um and yeah got got it all put together the hardest bit was actually finding the the boots the riding boots because I um I've got big calves and <laughs> I looked everywhere and could not find a pair of riding boots that would fit my uh, fit my feet but um yeah finally managed to take those down about a month ago and it's all it's all come together okay cool so I'm just so stoked to hear a phantom show bags contribution there it's it's part yeah. of everyone's journey I think <laughs> yeah that's it so uh, the basics of the of the costume, it's a, a hooded suit uh, made out of uh, cotton or, or... Um, it's a, yeah, it's a two piece. I'm not exactly sure what the uh, what the material is. It's, it's a stretch material, obviously. Yep. It was a generic adult size when I sort of got it out, and it was baggy and, and whatever else. So I had to had to run the uh, the sewing machine over it and uh, make it fit me a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found when I tried it on that it kept bunching up or, or moving around. So I had to sew some Velcro on the inside of the the pants and, and the shirt so it sort of stayed tucked in uh, yeah and, and I made a nice big wide belt to go with it to, to look the part the, 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 you know, the gun belt and I managed to find a couple of little toy guns online that I painted up to, to look the part and 
um, yeah, just basically just just tricked it out to make it look a bit more a bit more like the proper Phantom costume than than, than a kid's one. Cool. And the belt buckle, that's uh, what have you done for that one? Buckle was just it was that was actually a bit tricky. I was planning on just making it out of foam, so it had a bit of you could move a little bit as I moved. The, finding foam in the right colour purple was was devilish. So what I ended up doing was I found some material at Spotlight that was the right colour purple. And so I, I got a black triangle and cut cut strips out of it, and then wove the the fabric through the strips to make it look like they were the you know the stripes, and then then put the skull over the top of that to to uh, you know to make it look more cartoony. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, the, and I wanted to make sure I, I didn't want to go down the the movie track with the the black makeup under the mask. I wanted to go the white white eyes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I had to find some really fine mesh at Spotlight to make the mask. So I've got the the actual proper white white eyes like he does in the in the comic book oh very cool and um, so the mask you've just made yourself out of what a, a leather foam and elastic <laughs> just a yeah. bit of foam just like the eva foam like you you know you give your kids to cut out shapes to you know at christmas time or easter or whatever just to do a bit of craft it seems to be holding up pretty well actually cool and the, the most important part of the phantom costume the uh, striped underwear on the outside <laughs> what have you done it's, there uh, yeah it's, it was actually part of because it, it was a it was the the costume. It was actually part of it, but it was so baggy. Uh, you know, it looked like I had like adult diapers on. So I had to um, had to to tidy that up a bit as well, and I'd take a few centimeters off each side and and make it a bit more form fitting. But yeah, oh yeah, the the, the stripy undies are there. Yeah, very good, excellent. So um, when have you got plans around what sort of time you'll be you know ghost walking around uh, Supernova? Yeah. Not sure because I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna have about four costumes there over the three days, so it'll be it'll be between being a stormtrooper and being a Wampa with the 501st. I'll um, I'll probably get out of those kits after a couple of hours and then put on something comfortable. So I'll either be wandering the floor as Wolverine or or the Phantom, so I can sort of see see what you know what's on display and what there is out there. So it'll be at various times around. It probably depends on how much uh, interest I get. Not a lot of the youngsters know who the Phantom is, unfortunately. But you get you get some people of my vintage that that know and they oh the Phantom, I haven't seen him for a long time, and they stop for photos. So if I get plenty of interest, I'll probably stay in him for a bit longer. Sure, sure. What sort of vintage are you, if I if you don't mind? Forty-five. Yeah, cool. Okay, so yeah, uh, that's about where I'm at too, and a lot of Phantom fans. So that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Saturday morning is probably if if I can nominate a time. Yep. Looks like the Saturday morning is when a lot of Phantom fans, uh, particularly, are going to descend on on Supernova and try and get to the Frew booth. Actually, we're all planning on meeting at the Frew booth at one o'clock on Saturday. So if you want to, if you want to time a run there, if if, you, if that fits I'll, in with your other plans, I'll I'll make it one. I'll make it fit in. That'll that'll work really well. Yeah, yeah. cool. That'd be awesome. I'll look forward to look forward to seeing you there and shaking hands with the ghost who walks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Fantastic. It's going to be good to to. Yeah, I mean, it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time, as you can tell. I've, I've you know had, had it given to me when I was 21. Yeah. So it's been sitting in sitting in a uh, in a box for over half my life. Uh, so it's I'm I'm really actually excited to to finally put it together and 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 wear it out in public. It's not very often you can say that you're looking forward to wearing a phantom costume in public, but uh, <laughs> that's the beauty of Supernova. You can you can be all sorts of baggy and and everyone loves it. Unreal. So I understand you've taken the the costume out in public a couple of times already in the last month or so. Uh, yes, yes, I took it to Free Comic Book Day at a mate's uh, store, and also took it to the Phantom Show uh, art exhibition at, at Newcastle Art Gallery. 
Excellent. So that is you that we've seen uh, in the photos that have been put up on the Kit Walker Facebook page and, and the, by the Newcastle Art Gallery? That is me, yes. Excellent. So can you tell us about how that came about? How did you, how did you come um, to, to go to the gallery? Well, actually, the, the Art Gallery put a call out for costumers to do some um, seminars on, on how to make costumes and things like that. And I, I basically put a response saying I'm not that much of a costumer, but I'm more than happy to... Uh, to, to play the part since I have a phantom costume that I'd just finished and they said well okay sounds interesting and they never really got back to me to say come and do it officially but they said you know more than welcome to come as a, uh, as a as a member of the public but just be dressed as a phantom so that's, yeah, cool. that's what I did. Awesome so um, you, you, you would have fit right in I suppose? Uh, yeah I think I think some of the people there weren't quite sure how to take me a couple of people said, are you, you part of the exhibit? And I said, no, I'm just a fan, and I, that got some very strange looks. Um, you know, but after after a while, after a few people had a couple of glasses of champagne and uh, and the night had worn on a little bit, I think people warmed up to it, and by sort of by about halfway through, there was quite a lot of people asking for photos and, and things like that. Yeah, cool. Well, you certainly um, you, you've made a social media sensation, I think, in terms of uh, our little corner of the web anyway. Oh, good. Eh? I haven't really been online that much lately. Actually, I've um, I've been getting ready for Supernova, so I haven't haven't seen what came of it, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, you should definitely um, jump on Facebook and check out the Kit Walker Art Show Facebook page. Okay, I'll yeah. have to do that. And uh, you you're happy with how the costume went on the night? Very happy. Yeah. A um, couple of little kinks that I'd found the first time I'd worn it that I I fixed, and uh, yeah, I was really happy with how how well it went. Didn't fall apart. Um, yeah, it was quite quite comfortable. I was I was quite surprised. Excellent. Well, we've got you. Can we just ask how you, what you thought of the art show itself? I, I liked it. Some of the pieces there, I was a little bit unsure of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but overall, I, I thought it was quite good. There were some pieces there that I really liked. There's some original, some side Barry stuff and things like that, which which I thought was pretty cool. Yep. But yeah, it was it was, it was very interesting. I, it was I enjoyed it. Anyone that's in the Newcastle area that wants to make the trip, it's it's worth your worth your while. It's, I think it's I think it's free entry and it's there till uh, till August. Yeah, good on you, mate. That's uh, that's really good. Well, if I can say so, um, you did seem to fill out the costume very nicely on the night, so you've done well with yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. One more excuse to make sure I hit the gym. I've been trying to trying to do him justice, so I've been making sure I hit the gym at lunchtime <laughs> at work. Well, I've been going five days a week to, to make sure I'm, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, doing him justice. Yeah, laying off the beers for the. Uh, yeah, yeah, no beers. Although the the chocolate's just been a bit too tempting. I can't I can't resist that stuff. <laughs> well, well, uh, what do we hear about Billy Zane that he uh, spent eighteen months um, doing gym work and that sort of thing in preparation for the role? So it's good to see you. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, uh, it's yeah. So it's good. But that's 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 one of the reasons why I do the things like the Wolverine and, and the Phantom as as cosplays and, and Captain America and all these sorts of. Superhero characters, it gives me an incentive to make sure I keep going to the gym and trying to keep in shape because it's so easy to get out of shape once you hit middle age. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, um, thanks again, mate. Once again, really looking forward to, to catching up and uh, seeing you on Saturday. It's starting to get very yeah. close and very exciting. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I, if I get half as much live at Supernova as I did at the art gallery, I'll be I'll be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was uh, probably a very special circle of the Phantom world at the uh, art gallery. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> No, good on you. Okay, cheers, mate. All right, thanks very much, mate. See you soon. No dramas. 
500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the ghost who walks enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds you